Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. It's Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today is Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. Okay, we'll talk about the market off to its best start uh, through the first seven months in 26 years. Uh, we'll see which stocks are having the best year so far. Talk about the big success of Barbenheimer at the movie theaters. Uh, also uh, related to the entertainment industry, this time in sports. It's a possibility that one of the major, major sports conferences, the Pac-10, uh, may be about to fall apart. So... Uh, we'll see what's going on with that. i got a few other things to talk about, and today I'm going to finish up, at least for now, our discussion on bonds. How do you actually invest in bonds? Uh, and then starting with the next session, I'm going to do some uh, sessions on cryptocurrencies. Okay, so, yeah, the markets, markets were flat today. Right now it's uh, 4.51 in the afternoon Eastern time, so the markets are now closed. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 0.20%. S&P 500 down 0.27%, NASDAQ Composite down 0.43%. However, for the first seven months of the year through the end of July, markets are off to their best start since 1997, so best start in 26 years. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average has been lagging behind. So far, it's up about 7.5%, so nothing, uh, nothing going gangbusters there. However, that's only 30 stocks, and so what's happening yeah, some of those 30 are doing really well. It's being dragged down by others. However, when you look at the more broad-based uh, indices, uh, the S&P 500 is actually up uh, uh, 21%. Uh, it's just under 21% so far year-to-date. So that's like really, really good. Best number since 1997 there. And the NASDAQ Composite's up 36.5%. Uh, so markets are doing well. Long-term long term term uh, returns on the market. It's about 11% a year. It counts ups and downs, but yeah, so far so good. What's happening? Corporate earnings are continuing to come in better than expected. Inflation is coming down. Uh, more of a feeling we may avoid a recession in the economy. And the Federal Reserve has indicated, although it did raise interest rates a quarter of a percent last week, try to deal with inflation, that it may be going to pause its interest rate increases, perhaps just one more rate increase for the rest of the year. So the market likes the news. Overall, it's it's good. Uh, as far as some of the top performers, uh, uh, NVIDIA, uh, NVDA, Nancy, Victor, David, Apple, they, they make software networking systems, uh, lots of other stuff. They're also heavily benefiting from uh, artificial intelligence uh, technology. So uh, they're based out of uh, Silicon Valley, San Francisco, California area. Anyway, NVIDIA, again, NVDA is their symbol. They're up 220% so far this year. Meta is up 165%. That's also known as Facebook, symbol M-E-T-A. Uh, they were being written off, uh, I know it's a year or so ago, and they bounced right back. Carnival Cruise Line, symbol CCL, Charlie, Charlie, Larry, up 134%. Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines, RCL, Robert, Charlie, uh, Larry, uh, up 121% and rounding off Tesla, TSLA, Tom, Sam, Larry, Apple, up 117%. So just to repeat those, 
NVIDIA up 220%, Meta up 165%, Carnival Cruise Lines up 134%, Royal Caribbean up 121%, Tesla up 117%. Those are the top performers so far this year. Now, one way to play those sometimes, you see, you know, stocks tend to go, um, markets tend to overreact on both sides, up and down. So you may see some occasional pullback on those stocks, uh, see a buy-in opportunity, uh, but something to keep an eye on, something to keep an eye on. So we have that news. Okay, Barbenheimer, as it's being called, that is, uh, we had the big Barbie movie released about 10 days ago, and we also had the same day, the Oppenheimer movie, uh, which they couldn't be more opposite, but uh, both of them got just stellar reviews, and they are just going gangbusters at the box office. So the idea of Barbenheimer is that you go see both movies on the same day. Oppenheimer is over three hours long. Barbie's a little under two hours. So, uh, but that's what's called Barbenheimer. But yeah, this was being heavily looked at in, in the movie industry. You know, would people be willing to return to the theaters? Well, looks like they do. They are. Uh, for certain movies, they will. And so, uh, at least as of yesterday, uh, Barbenheimer, as it's called, as a combined box office now, $1.1 billion. Uh, Barbie's got around 800 million of that, I believe, maybe a little under that, and Oppenheimer the rest. Of course, Oppenheimer's a three-hour movie, too, and so it, it will play less times. But, yeah, that, that's really good news. Uh, but, yeah, also related over now in the world of sports, uh, it, it, it'd be hard to say right now how do you make a direct play on this from an investment standpoint, but if, if we still have these writers and actors continuing to be on strike and production shuts down, Sports may be the only new thing that's left out there, you know, on TV and whatever and entertainment. So you probably want to look at, you know, companies that are sponsors, the networks, just all kinds of stuff. We'll, we'll talk more about some plays on uh, sports another day. Uh, but yeah, in college football, uh, we have uh, one of the five major conferences. You know, we have the uh, SEC, not the Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, the other one, the more fun one, Southeastern Conference. Uh, we have that. We have the Big Ten, uh, let's see, Big 12, uh, ACC, and the Pac-10. Uh, Pac-10's down to nine members now. It may be about to fall apart. They're having trouble getting a new TV contract, and more and more members are looking to leave. And uh, later today, the Arizona Board of Regents is going to meet. There's a possibility that another Big Pac-10 school, Arizona, may be uh, moving over to the Big 12 conference where Colorado went just a few days ago. There's also a possibility Arizona State, Utah, uh, may also be joining them uh, uh, over in the Pac, uh, excuse me, the Big 12. So there's a possibility the Pac-10 may just fall apart, uh, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. It could be optimistic, it could turn around, so we'll see. But we got that news also. Okay, so we got that. A few other things to talk about here. Saw so this come out late today. I don't know uh, all the implications on this, but says a federal judge has ruled some crypto assets are securities in the Terraform and Doquan case. Well, that could be significant. Uh, that's a federal judge ruling on that uh, because it, that's the key. We're going to talk about cryptocurrencies again starting the next session. If they are considered securities like investments, they fall under the uh, Oversight of Securities Exchange Commission. So we'll have to see what's going on with that. That's just a headline coming across, though. So... We'll keep an eye on that. All right, what else we got here? A couple of other things. Yeah, apparently I saw an article, and this could have some major legal implications. It says Amazon employees leak secret info that marketplace sellers can buy on Telegram and other sites. What does that mean? 
a lot of stuff that Amazon sells, Amazon has in their warehouse and they sell it themselves. But you know, some of you that are familiar with Amazon, you also have third party companies that sell through Amazon. Problem there, if Amazon, a lot of them get like most of their business through sales through Amazon. And if Amazon drops them, uh, that could just devastate their entire business. Why would Amazon drop them? A lot of uh, consumer complaints. Uh, I, I remember hearing once about a perfume company was selling you know, fake perfumes and Amazon caught them and kicked them off, whatever. But anyway, uh, so apparently what this article is saying is that some Amazon employees are accessing internal information about you know, why these companies have been um, basically kicked off Amazon and what it would take to get them back on. They're selling to third-party uh, companies. Also, uh, they were, the Amazon employees apparently are removing negative feedback. Uh, and that goes a long way towards helping them get reinstated. So anyway, there could be all kinds of legal issues there. So who knows? Also, one last thing, we'll talk about bond buying. Um, so our President Biden is saying that he could possibly fire um, staff and employees that do not take vacations and time off. Uh, yeah, that, that's something that, you know, I learned in my early days in the brokerage industry. You know, the joke on Wall Street is when you first get there, you can only work half days, pick any 12 hours you want and work them. But when I was a young stockbroker, I used to notice some of the older brokers, you know, I got involved in the industry when I was 15, uh, became a bro licensed broker when I was 18. Uh, but one thing I noticed, some of the uh, brokers I used to see were working 12, 14-hour days, taking all their work in these gigantic briefcases, home on weekends. And then I saw others who were actually more successful, basically working eight-hour days and going home to their families. And so I said, well, I want to be like that. So that, that, that's a key. Um, you know, I learned to basically be efficient and effective with my time. But uh, at one point I want to make... When we used to hire people years ago, we saw them that even after we trained them, they're still working 12, 14 hour days. We were not actually not impressed. We were beginning to wonder if we really hired the right person for the job. So yeah, that's always something that, you know, I've always had the balance of the time off versus, um, you know, work, which is actually why I haven't done a session in 10 days. I actually was on vacation, just got back. So anyway, but yeah, just uh, President Biden saying that. Okay, bonds. All right, so we've been talking about bonds. Bonds are loans to governments or corporations, uh, usually in increments of $1,000, although you can buy um, U.S. savings bonds and such for as little as $50. Okay, so you, you can buy individual bonds. Now, normally you have to go through a brokerage firm. Uh, the reason is that the bond market... Uh, it doesn't have a physical, well, it does have somewhat a physical exchange. New York Stock Exchange trades bonds on the trading floor, but it's more electronic between brokerage firms uh, called the over-the-counter market. Anyway, so here's the thing. You probably need to have a brokerage account to buy bonds, except for treasuries. You can buy treasuries directly on the website treasurydirect.gov treasurydirect.gov, right? But for all other bonds, corporate bonds, municipal bonds, everything else, probably have to go through a brokerage firm. Now, the thing about that though, brokerage firms sometimes, well, you wanna buy a bond, uh, they may maintain their own inventory that they're selling, or they may be just getting it from other firms. But here's the thing, with individual bonds, you have to be careful with commissions and fees. Uh, that, that's the problem there. It, it really doesn't take much more effort for a brokerage firm to buy $100,000 worth of bonds versus $1,000. You just add some more zeros to, to the screen and hit the enter button. All right, so here's the thing, though. 
You want to be careful with the commissions. Now, they have come down quite a bit over the years. Back in back some years ago, I remembered that the minimum commission to buy a bond was $50. So if you bought one bond for $1,000, it's $50 commission, which is 5% of the value of the bond. I mean, it's a lot. And yet, if it went up to $100,000 in bonds, you, still, you paid $70 total, uh, which is just another $20. Well, I did some ser searching around. Brokerage firms all have different fees. It looks like many of them have a minimum $10 fee, so it's not anywhere near as bad anymore. Uh, but even that, you think about it, if you're buying one bond for $1,000 and the commission fees $10, it's still 1%. So, you know, something to think about. Uh, so, you, But you can do it. You can buy individual bonds. No problem there. It's something to do. But other ways you can buy bonds, you can actually buy them through mutual funds. Now, after I cover cryptocurrencies, I'm going to cover mutual funds. Uh, mutual funds are where a lot of people have their money pulled together, and the pooled money buys a collection of investments. So you could buy bond mutual funds. Now, here the problem, though, is uh, their, commit, their fees to manage those mutual funds. Here's portfolio managers, as they're called, and they're paid based on a percentage of assets, so a, a bond mutual fund might have a 1% annual fee to run the thing. Could even be higher. It could be up to 2% in some cases. So, you know, let's say bonds, the bonds you're buying pay 5% of your interest. And, but if you buy them through a mutual fund, uh, it might be paying 4% after the fees. So that's something to think about. Now, we also have what are called closed-end trusts. These are basically mutual funds, but they trade on a stock exchange, uh, also NASDAQ in some cases. Now, mutual funds price once a day at the end of the day. It's called net asset value. Again, I'll cover it again on future sessions. Uh, Closed-end investment trust, uh, they can trade in, the, you trade in and out of in the middle of a trading day. However, their, their value, their price, it may not be based just on the value of the underlying assets like mutual funds. It also may be invest, uh, trading at a premium higher than the, the value of the assets during up markets and possibly at a discount below the value during down markets. Again, I will cover that all in detail. When I cover mutual funds, I'm going to be covering bond mutual funds and, and closed-end trust in considerable detail. So right now I'm just doing the general introduction. Uh, another thing you can do is you may check to see if you can get... Um, what is called a unit trust, a unit, two words, U-N-I-T and then trust. There are not as many of those out there anymore, but what it is, uh, see, mutual funds and closed-end investment trusts, they, they buy and sell bonds in and out of the markets all the time. And again, I'll talk about those more in some upcoming sessions. Uh, however, closed-end uh, unit investment trusts, as they're called, or just unit trust, what they do is they pool your money together with a large number of other investors, and they buy a set number of bonds that mature on a certain date, like all the bonds mature in five years or two years or 10 years. Uh, they're actually good investments. They, they used to be a lot more popular, but they may or may not be offered at your brokerage firm, but that's something to look at also. Anyway, so those are the main ways you can buy bonds. Uh, I'll talk about how to open brokerage accounts and what to look for on some upcoming sessions, but... Basically, you can buy them directly. Uh, again, government bond, U.S. Treasury bonds, you can get directly at treasurydirect.gov, or you can get them through a brokerage firm. Uh, let's see. Uh, and then uh, the rest of the bonds, normally you want to have a brokerage account, so you can buy the bonds directly. 
or you could buy them through a bond mutual fund, again, usually through a brokerage account. Although those are gonna be available in many cases too through if you have any kind of retirement accounts, 401ks or something, that might be an option. Those are usually mutual funds you have to pick from. So you could buy them through mutual funds uh, or you could buy them through closed end trust uh, or you could possibly buy them through unit trust. So that's different ways. now. One thing about mutual funds, too, you can also get a mix of stocks and bonds, you know, 50, 50, 80, 20, 20, 80, whatever. But we'll talk all about that uh, going forward. So hope everyone's doing well. Again, Bill Thompson, T-Bell, and I will talk to everybody again soon. Take care. See ya.